Welcome to Your DIY Health here on the Truth Frequency Radio Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It's Thursday, March 4th, 2021. And this program is meant to present nutritional information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. I'm not a doctor, and that's a good thing. In my opinion, the doctors most people go to see when they have a health issue, MDs, are wrapped around the axle of their training. Unfortunately, their training is in drugs and surgery, and it doesn't equip them to treat the over 900 chronic health issues that are proven to result of a nutritional deficiency. I'm simply someone who's been studying under the tutelage of one of, if not the top nutritional authorities in the world, Joel, Dr. Joel Wallach. Now, I don't treat diseases. I don't even treat people. I simply advise people how to give their bodies the raw materials they need to support and maintain good health, and when the body has what it needs, it'll fix itself. The body wants to fix itself. The body knows how to fix itself. It has a God-given innate ability to do so. The only thing it's missing is the raw materials. And when you put those back into the mix, stand back and wait to be amazed because your body's going to do some really cool stuff. Now you can visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do-it-yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com. There's all kinds of information there. All the products we talk about are there. If you have any questions about anything just hit the contact me button it gives you the option of sending an email or calling and leaving a message either way we'll get back with you as quick as we can usually within a few hours and we'll do everything we can to get your questions answered and get you on the right track also if you hit the radio shows tab at the top of the page you'll see the link to our archive page set up through castbox.fm there's close to 500 shows up there now and uh, they all have uh, descriptions of the content of the show, so you can figure out what's there and which ones you want to listen to. And we encourage you to do that. You can share them via email and social media. We encourage you to do that as well. And just have fun with it. Uh, there's no charge for anything except the products, and the product sales support the show and your health, which is even more important. So uh, have fun with that. Now, if you scroll down a little bit further on the radio shows page, you'll see the information on the shows we do, when they're on, and how how you listen and at the bottom of the page you'll see the link to the facebook page set up for the show uh which uh, you know i haven't been able to post to because i've been in facebook jail i found i was for a couple of days and then it turns out i posted something else and it gave me another 29 day deal so i guess i'm a facebook felon at this point um don't know if or when i'll ever get back on there and if i do i'll probably get booted off for good because i'll keep posting the truth and they just can't handle the truth but you know we We'll just do what we can do. But there's still a bunch of stuff there that I posted previously that's uh, still good to look at. So have fun with that and, uh, you know, just enjoy. But uh, keep in mind the topics discussed and opinions mentioned on the show are those of the host and or guests and don't necessarily represent the opinions of the People's Patriot Network, or excuse me, the Truth Frequency Radio Network, its owners or sponsors, or any of the alphabet agencies out there listening in. 
nothing we say on the show should be construed as an attempt to diagnose, treat, or cure any kind of a health issue. It's all here for your education and entertainment purposes only so that as a responsible adult, you can use this show as a jumping off point to do your own research and due diligence so you can make sure that what you're doing and what you're trying is right for you. Uh, the number to call into the show is 833-TFR-LIVE. That's 833-837-5483. 833-837-5483 or 833-TFR-LIVE. So uh, the phones are open, so if anybody wants to call in, feel free. Um, in the meantime, we're going to take a look at some of the things in the news. But before we do that, I want to talk about you know, health insurance. You know, <laughs> it's far better to have health assurance. What do I mean by that? I just mean assurance that you're going to have good health. And how do you do that? Well, if you have any questions, go to my website, yourdiyhealth.com, and click on the Trinity of Health tab. The first item there is the bad foods. Things that you should not be eating, you should avoid like the plague because they're killing you and everyone around you. And that list is available free. You can download a PDF of it that you can stick on your refrigerator or wherever you need to to keep it and remind you. But there's 12 bad foods that no one should be eating and just about everybody is. Many of which because the producers of those foods tell you how great they are and how good they are for you. And they're lying. And the, the fact is that all the stuff that's listed there is proven through scientific research to be bad for you. But again, because a lot of make, people make a lot of money selling those things to unwary people, uh, most people think they're great and they're wrong. But anyway, check that out. And then right below that is the information on the 90 essential nutrients. And those are the things that you should be taking in on a daily basis preferably in a proper proportion to your body weight if you want the best results that you can get. But those are the primary things. And the last one is circulation, making sure that those nutrients get to the places where they have to do the work, which is at the cellular level. And many times people from our, do the sedentary lifestyle that we have, we don't get the uh, movement that we need to have the circulation that we need. And there are devices out there uh, such as the one pictured in, or that talk, is talked about in that circulation section that help to boost that circulation at the cellular level down in the capillaries where it's very sluggish at mo most times. And it helps get those things uh, going where they need to go because if they don't get to the cells, it's not going to do you any good. That's where everything happens. So those are the primary things. That's how you have health assurance by cutting out the bad foods, um, and by giving your body the nutrients it needs and making sure those nutrients get to where they need to go to do their job. That's far better than health insurance, which only pays for MDA, MDB, MDC, but not people that really know what they're doing. You know, if you have a trauma case where you've been run over by a bus or shot or stabbed, that's when an MD is the person to go to. But if you've got chronic health issues like high blood pressure, macular degeneration, arthritis, sciatica, AFib, and the list goes on and on. There's over 900 of them. Those are all caused by nutrient deficiencies. And MDs, you know, they might be the greatest and most wonderful people ever created. They don't know squat about nutrition. They have no training in nutrition, and therefore 
you're taking the wrong dog to the hunt if you go to an MD for a chronic health issue because all they're going to do is give you a prescription for some toxic drug that poisons biochemical pathways in the body but never fixes the problem. That's why you get put on these medications and you never get off. It's an endless roller coaster. And most people end up with more and more and more and more. And when they go to the doctor, they feel worse and worse and worse and worse. That's not the way to do it. Give your body the nutrition it needs and get off the bad foods and you'll be amazed. The older you get, the better you'll feel. <laughs> I know that's the case for me. And uh, I feel a whole lot better now than I did 10 years ago. And it's absolutely amazing because 10 years ago, I was circling the drain. I was living the, the sad diet, you know, the standard American diet, crap in the food, crap in the water, crap in the air, uh, going to the MD who kept trying to put me on medications, which I refused and uh, found ways to fix all my problems naturally. And you can see that list under the Who Am I tab on my website. Just scroll to the bottom of the page and you'll see a short list of the things I got rid of, things like AFib, arthritis, um, good grief, uh, uh, obesity, um, man, what else was going on? High blood pressure. Uh, I was 185 over 120 for a number of years, and within 30 days of starting on those supplements, I was 99 over 77. And I'll tell you what, makes a big, big difference. AFib. Well, I'll tell you what, my heart felt like it was jumping around in my chest trying out for the Olympic gymnastics team. And within 30 days, totally gone. No problem since. Gastric reflux. Could hardly handle drinking water most times. It was like swallowing fire. Could not get off the drugs that I was on. That was the only prescription drug I took because I, life was just absolutely miserable without it. But I was killing myself because... The drugs that you take for gastric reflux are some of the worst things you could possibly get because it opens you up for so many more chronic health issues. And I stopped taking those the same day I started taking the longevity supplements, and I haven't had any trouble since. Absolutely amazing. But got rid of all kinds of stuff. Most of my things were caused by a calcium and magnesium deficiency, primarily, along with the other 88 nutrients. But I'll tell you what. The stuff works, and I highly recommend that you try it, uh, especially now because you need to boost your immune system. With all the stuff we're being attacked with in this day and age with the COVID crap and everything else, which is basically just the flu, they've just renamed the standard flu so that they could scare the living crap out of everybody and get them to ultimately line up and roll up their sleeves for a toxic vaccine that's killing more people than it's helping. It's uh, just unbelievable what's going on. But the thing that you need to do is give yourself health assurance by taking care of yourself rather than health insurance that only pays for lousy, uh, poor pharmaceutical centrist drug treats that do you no good whatsoever and cause more problems in the long run. So anyway, you know, there's a lot of talk these days about uh, businesses especially mandating that their employees get vaccines, especially for the COVID garbage. And there's a lot of talk about people um, being, you know, if the government is going to make it manda mandatory and all this other junk. Well, the first thing you got to know is now we have three vaccines here in the U.S., Pfizer, Moderna, 
And just recently, I think within the last day or two, Johnson & Johnson got emergency use authorization as well. There is a big difference between emergency use authorization for a vaccine, vaccine, which these really aren't. They're toxic DNA-altering injections, but they're not a real vaccine. But basically, that's what they're being called, so we're just using that term. Um, there's a big difference between an uh, actual FDA approval and emergency use authorization. You know, and every single one of these things do not have approval because they have not been tested to the extent that they need to be. And, you know, the sad thing is even when the thing has been approved by the FDA, they're still toxic. You know, look at all the MMR and T, uh, Tdap and all the others that are out there that are causing all kinds of problems. Don't even get me started on the ones for like Gardasil and things like that. But those actually have FDA approval. <laughs> they shouldn't have it, but they do. But the thing is, an emergency use authorization is where basically it's determined that there is so much of a problem. You know, it's, a, it's actually a, a declared emergency by the president. And on top of that, there cannot be any um, other viable alternative treatment methods. And this is why Fauci and all the others have been downgrading and downplaying things like hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, and all the other stuff out there because they could not get emergency use authorization for a vaccine if there was something else out there that helped. So basically they had to shoot down every opportunity, you know, they could. Any information that showed that hydroxychloroquine and zinc were working or that ivermectin was working or that colloidal silver was working or that MMS or uh, chlorine dioxide was working. So many things out there that are, you know, number one, if they're pharmaceuticals, they've been around for years, they are tried and true, there's no side effects, there's no downside, and they actually work. That's like hydroxychloroquine. And ivermectin, which you can get both in human and animal forms, either one works. <laughs> and uh, I had... Uh, a gentleman on my afternoon show a couple of weeks ago, Troy from Texas, who got COVID and a friend of his who works at a hospital said, go to the feed store or, you know, any place you get animal stuff and grab some tubes of ivermectin paste, which is what they use for horses and cows to dewarm them. The stuff just happens to have antiviral properties or whatever the case might be. It kills COVID and everything else, the flu, the whole shooting match. And he got some and tried it, and the next day he was fine. And just amazing stuff. And you can, it doses the same way for humans as it does for animals. So, you know, I'm not recommending it. I'm just saying that I have some. I got a tube sitting right here on the desk in front of me. Um, if I had a problem, it'd be one of the first things I go to because it works very, very quickly. And there's actually testimony by a doctor by the name of... Uh, uh, Pierre Corey, uh, before a Senate committee, where he basically said, you know, they have been testing this uh, very heavily in a clinical setting. And he came right out and said, if you take ivermectin, you will not get COVID. That's how severe and strong his testimony was. Um, and uh, it's been borne out. The people that recommended to Troy from Texas, like I said, they work in the hospital in the COVID ward. And they've been using it prophylactically for the last nine or ten months, and everybody that's using it hasn't gotten the, the bug. So it's worked very well for them. 
But the thing is, is all this stuff out there works, but if the public was only allowed to be aware of it, then there would not be grounds for an emergency use authorization for these so-called vaccines. And that's where we're going here. So basically, the other thing is, is when you have emergency use authorization, the same law that grants emergency use authorization and gives you the uh, the government this, the ability to authorize these things also says in the same section of law that they cannot be made um, mandatory. I'm trying to find it here. Basically, I'm looking at an article here. It says federal law prohibits employers and others from requiring vaccination with a COVID-19 vaccine distributed under an EUA or emergency use authorization. Ever since the Food and Drug Administration granted emergency use authorization for two new vaccines, now it's three, employer schools and other organizations are grappling with whether to require COVID-19 vaccination. <laughs> While organizations are certainly free to encourage their employees, students, and other members to be vaccinated, federal law provides that at least until the vaccine is licensed, individuals must have the option to accept or decline to be vaccinated. Knowing what an organization can or cannot do with respect to COVID-19 vaccines can help them keep their employees, students, and members safe and also save them from costly and time-consuming litigation. Much remains unknown about the safety and efficacy of the vaccine, that's for sure. Even though the FDA granted emergency use authorization for bio, uh, Pfizer, BioNTech, and Moderna vaccines in December 2020, and the Johnson & Johnson within the last few days. The clinical trials the FDA will rely upon to ultimately decide whether to license these vaccines are still underway and are designed to last for approximately two years to collect adequate data to establish if these vaccines are safe and effective enough for the FDA to license. And again, <laughs> for two years, I mean, just like any other coronavirus, they, you know, if you go by the alleged viral theory, which I don't, but this is what they're living by, um, they're saying, you know, these things mutate. They change, just like the flu virus every year. That's why you have to have a new flu vaccine every year, because the thing keeps mutating, according to the official standards. <laughs> Again, which I don't adhere to, but that's what they're thinking. And... On top of that, the people that are getting these things, they are the guinea pigs. They're the people that are being a part of this clinical trial, even though they most likely are not even aware of it. I very sincerely doubt that these people are being provided with any information, the data sheets or anything, the things that show the potential side effects, including death. Uh, as of the early part of February, the 7th or the 9th, I think it was, Dr. Sherry Tempenny was being interviewed and she said at that time, they had had over 40,000 adverse events reported to the VAERS system. And when you keep in mind that only between 1% and 10% of adverse events ever get reported, if they've had 40,000 reported, just imagine how many more, somewhere between you know, uh, 10 times and 100 times that number are actually being uh, taken place. And also, according to CDC numbers, about 1,100 people have died so far after, you know, shortly after taking these injections. And of course, the 
people involved say, well, it couldn't have anything to do with the vaccines. It was just coincidental. <laughs> yeah, right. But anyway, you know, all of this just, you know, points to the fact that you'd have to be an absolute fool <laughs> to take these things. And unfortunately, I've been bumping elbows with a few of them. Yesterday, I had breakfast with some uh, retirees from my police department I used to work at. And there were six of us, I believe, sitting at the table. Three of them had already had the vaccine, both doses. And I just looked down and said, how on earth could you possibly do that? You need to do a little research before you do this stuff. But now it's too late because with this uh, DNA-altering mRNA vaccine, there's no going back. Once it's in you, it's in you. You know, at least as that's what the most uh, uh, the conventional wisdom is saying at this point. No way to know for sure if there's any way to get the junk out once it's in. But so far, it doesn't appear that way. So anyway, we're in a situation where these things have been granted emergency use authorization, which requires that the people who are getting it have to have. Uh, just like the Nuremberg Code says, they have to have uh, informed consent and they have to have the ability to or be, be advised that they have full capability of denying or at their choice each one of these injections. Anyway, uh, let's see here. Do, 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 do. The abbreviated timelines for the emergency use applications and authorizations mean there is much the FDA does not know about these products even as it authorizes them for emergency use, including their effectiveness against asymptomatic inf infection, death, and transmission of the SARS-CoV-2, uh, the virus that causes the disease. Given the uncertainty about the two vaccines, their EUAs are explicit that each is an investigational vaccine not licensed for any indication and require that all promotional material relating to the COVID-19 vaccination clearly and conspicuously state that this product has not been approved or licensed by the FDA, but has been authorized for emergency use by the FDA. And uh, EUAs are clear, getting these vaccines is voluntary. The same section of the Food or Federal Food and Drug and Cosmetic Act that, re that authorizes the FDA to grant emergency use authorization also requires the Secretary of Health and Human Services to ensure that individuals to whom the product is administered are informed of the option to accept or refuse administration of the product. Likewise, the FDA's guidance on emergency use authorization of medical products requires the FDA to ensure that recipients are informed to the extent practical, practicable given the application circumstances or applicable circumstances, that they have the option to accept or refuse the EUA product. In the same vein, how many people do you think are actually given that information? I don't think many. In the same vein, when Dr. Amanda Cohn, uh, the executive secretary of the CDC's advisory committee on immunization practices, was asked if COVID-19 vaccination can be required, she responded that under the EUA, vaccines are not allowed to be mandatory. So, so early in this vaccination phase, individuals will have to be consent have to be consented, and they won't be able to be mandatory. Cohn later confirmed that the pro this prohibition on requiring the vaccines applies to organizations, including hospitals. 
You know, so if you are working for someone who is saying that you have to have a COVID vaccine, you need to share this with them. And I'll have this, you know, when I post the replay on uh, CastBox, the link to this article will be in the, uh, uh, in the show description. And I'm also putting it in the chat room. Do, 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 do. There we go. Uh, good morning, Unplugged. I see you in there. Uh, will therapeutics work after getting one of these <laughs> MRNRA shots? You know, I, I, I have no way of knowing. You know, everything I'm hearing, there's nothing, you know, as far as reversing the effects of the vaccines, I don't know of anything that's going to take care of that. You know, we just have to wait and see. Um, my Again, my my go-to thing is the nutritional uh, supplementation because that's the one thing that, you know, allows your body to do what it needs to do. If it's got trash it needs to take out, when you're giving the body the supplements and the, the materials and the nutrients that it needs to do its job, that's the best insurance that you could possibly have. But in this case, with these uh, toxic injections, I don't know if it'll do the job or not. You just have to wait and see. The best thing is to be informed ahead of time and don't take the stupid things. You know, when, when they're coming out and saying that the vaccines, A, don't keep you from being uh, infected, B, don't keep you from spreading it. C, you still have to socialist distance. D, you still have to wear a face diaper. What's the use? Basically, they're just suckering people into taking these toxic injections for no reason because they're admitting that it doesn't work. <laughs> you know, so why on earth would anybody want to continue down that road when it doesn't protect you? So, you know, that's the whole thing that gets me. It's just absolutely worthless. But, you know, people are still lining up for them because they're just watching the TV, the talking heads on the idiot box and just believing whatever they're told. It's absolute craziness. So anyway, uh, let's see here. the second segment of today's edition of your DIY health here on the truth frequency radio network and uh, just uh, took an EKG <laughs> got 11 I got one of those little cardio mobile things just for the fun of it and uh, every so often I keep it up here on my uh, desk here in the studio and uh, takes a whole 30 seconds just pick up the open up the app on my phone put my fingers on this thing and 30 seconds later it says yep you're good. No AFib, no problems, and all that good stuff. So it's kind of neat. Miracles of modern technology. 
So anyway, before the break, we were going over an article that uh, talks about the fact that uh, businesses cannot require their employees or other people or schools and that kind of thing can't require people to have the COVID vaccine. And this is something that needs to be published much more widely than it has been. But let me get back to uh, where we were. This is the emergency youth authorizations for both Bio, uh, Pfizer, BioNTech and Moderna vaccines and the Johnson & Johnson require fact sheets to be given to vaccination providers and recipients. These fact sheets make clear that getting the vaccine is optional. For example, the one for the recipient states, it is your choice to receive or not receive the COVID-19 vaccine. And if you decide not to receive it, it will not change your standard or of medical care. It should also say if you choose to receive it, you're on your own because the manufacturers and the people that administer these things have been given complete and total liability immunity, which means if you take this thing and you get injured or die or whatever, you're on your own. You can't sue anybody and you're screwed. So that should be in the, in the notice as well, but I'm sure it isn't. <laughs> What this means in practice, when the FDA grants emergency youth authorization for a vaccine, many questions about the product cannot be answered. Given the open questions, when Congress granted the authority to issue EUAs, it chose to require that every individual should be allowed to decide for himself or herself whether or not to receive an EUA product. Now, isn't that just magnanimous of them? Congress grants authority, and it says it should be we should all be able to, you know, the thing is, we are able. What's the old saying? My body, my choice. <laughs> you know, if it's good for the uh, abortionist, it's good enough for me. You know, I'm and I'm not dealing with someone else's life when I'm making that statement. I'm dealing with my own. And the thing is, is they seem to think that they have the power over your body. Why is that? Because they own you. That's a whole different story. But you are not your own unless you have purposely and definitely uh, made that statement very clear to the Secretary of State, who is the person in this country who is, has, has the sole authority to determine citizenship issues. And if you have been answering questions all your life saying, are you a U.S. citizen? And you say yes, guess what? You're a slave. Under the 14th Amendment, you're a slave, and they got you, and they can do what they want with you. If you tell them, no, I am not a U.S. citizen, I'm a U.S. national, then you go from being a slave to a free person, and these things no longer apply to you. You have rights over your own body, and that's a whole different story. But anyway, that's how. What's one of the ways they control over people, and people don't realize it. It's all smoke and mirrors. But anyway, what this means in practice, when the FDA grants emergency use authorization for a vaccine, many questions can't be answered. And uh, did I go through that whole thing already? <laughs> um, yeah, there we go. Yeah, I guess I did. Uh, even in the height of the COVID-19 pandemic, they reinforced that the policy decision when issuing their guidance uh, related to COVID-19 vaccines, basically the individual has the right to uh, decide if to take it or not. 
This means that an organization will likely be at odds with federal law if it requires employees, students, or other members to get COVID-19 vaccines that is being distributed under emergency use authorization. State law often prohibits retaliating against an employee for refusing to participate in a violation of federal law. Imagine that. Organizations that require COVID-19 vaccination in violation of federal law may face lawsuits under these state laws, not only to block the policy, but also for uh, damages and attorney's fees. Such potentially costly lawsuits can be avoided by refraining from adopting policies that require violate your vaccination or penalize, penalize members for choosing not to be vaccinated. Something else that would uh, come up here too is since federal law mandates that this has to be a willful choice on the part of the recipient. So in other words, if, if I don't want to take it, but my employer is forcing me to, and I unknowingly take it because I don't realize the federal law prohibits it, and I'm injured as a result, I think at that point, then you would have definite grounds to go back on your employer and sue them for damages. And that's where the um, uh, conditional acceptance comes in. Let me see if I can find that real quick. I can never remember the name of that website. Oh, shoot. And I don't think I have it here. Uh, I've got it on my laptop downstairs. <laughs> never fails. Um, during the break, I'll try and find it. But there's a really good website out there um, that has a conditional acceptance. It's quite lengthy, but very in-depth that deals specifically with uh, this kind of a thing. If people are... Um, trying to make you take it, basically what you're doing is, you know, a conditional acceptance is say, okay, I'll take it, but first you have to um, certify that you will take care of all the health problems that I incur as a result of taking this vaccine. If I get sick, you're going to take care of me for the rest of my life or as long as the, the damages prevail. And that puts it back on their thing, so they have to basically say that they'll take care of you if you're injured. Otherwise, if they don't do that, then they're not complying with the conditional acceptance and therefore your acceptance is null, null and void. And um, like I said, I've read it over. It's about, uh, I think, five or six pages, something like that. And it puts a whole lot of stuff on uh, on the person or party that's trying to force you to take a vaccine or do some other thing that you don't want to do. And um, it's it's pretty powerful, but I'll see if I can find that during the top of the hour break, and we'll we'll cover that. But uh, suffice it to say at this point <clears throat> that if you take this thing because your employer wants you to take it, and it's telling that if you don't take it, you're going to lose your job, um, then <clears throat> you have to make you need to make it clear to them that you're you're doing it by you're being coerced. Um, that you don't want to take it and you have uh, concerns, whatnot. And there's already been cases out there. There was a young lady who was uh, working uh, in a restaurant or bar or something, I think it was in New Jersey or somewhere out east, and her employer basically said, you know, everybody's got to take this to keep working here. And she is getting ready to uh, start a family and has some concerns about things that she's heard about uh, uh 
the problems that it can have uh, with women and who are either going to get pregnant or are pregnant and uh, was very concerned about it. She said, I, I don't mind doing it. I'm not anti-vaccine. I just want to get some more information first. And they fired her. <laughs> so she's got good grounds at this point. But again, the thing is, if you are working for someone stupid enough to try and pressure you into taking these things, you have to ask yourself whether you really want to work for someone like that in the first place. And we've got a caller coming in here from Florida, it looks like. Good morning, caller. How you doing? Hello? Caller? You there? Hmm. Well, I guess they didn't want to talk. I don't know if there's still a problem with our listening line or not. Uh, apparently, uh, there have been some issues, and I don't know if they've been fixed yet as far as um, uh, whether the actual call-in line to listen is working or not. So a lot of people will call in on the call-in line, and we'll just let them sit there and listen. But anyway, yeah, the thing is, is, you know, Bottom line is federal law says you can't be forced to take a uh, vaccine that's only been granted emergency use authorization. And that's the problem with these employers. They just see a vaccines out there and they're believing all the crap they hear on TV about how it's going to save everybody and we can go back to normal and all this other garbage. And they, as usual, could care less about their employees, but instead are scared about the government. So they just start mandating these things. Uh, they go off half cocked, and it's usually smaller employees that don't, or employers that don't have um, legal teams, or they don't take the time or go to the expense of asking for a legal opinion from someone who would probably look and say, "Well, federal law says you can't mandate it, therefore don't." Um, they just do whatever they think they want to do, and as a result, they get in trouble, and you know. You know, this employee, this young lady, she's got grounds to sue the, the, the employer, uh, get her job back, or at least sue for damages. Again, I would have to strongly question whether I want to work with someone who uh, has that little regard for my well-being and health uh, and just decides they're just going to take it upon themselves to mandate something. You know, I walk in there with the CDC number showing all the deaths and all the 40,000-plus um uh, ad adverse events that are, are bad enough that require medical intervention or loss of work time and things like that and say, uh, you really want to do this because you're going to be liable if I get hurt. And if I lose a baby, heaven help you. <laughs> so, you know, that's the thing. It's, it's just a sad situation that people are that stupid, but they are. And, you know, look around, you know, all the people that are all the places that are like Costco and some of these other places, Mark's uh, grocery store that are such Nazis, they won't let you in the place without a face diaper on. The time's going to come where they're going to say, we want to see your vaccine card. <laughs> you know, screw you. Now, I'll show you a vaccine card. You know, I'll make one up. You know, if they're if they're going to violate federal law, then I'll just produce a fake one to make them happy. Not suggesting anybody else do that, but I've considered it. Anyway, that's the uh, the situation. But you cannot be forced legally to take the COVID-19 vaccine, at least at this time. And that's the problem. 
you know, it only covers emergency use authorization. Once the thing is given actual licensure and approval by the FDA, then all bets are off. Hopefully, they'll never get the approval because the, the right now the number of adverse events and deaths is far higher than even for most of the normal vaccines. Uh, just unbelievable. They're off the charts. So if they use the real numbers, there's no way these things could ever get real approval. And hopefully, uh, we'll reach a point where public sanity will step in and put an end of all this craziness. And uh, people go back and say, you know, we already have uh, uh, Texas, Mississippi, uh, Florida, Georgia, uh, all going, uh, getting rid of all their stupid mandates, going back to normal. And God, I wish I was uh, living in a state that had adult leadership like that. Because here I am. Well, of course, South Dakota is the best. They never messed with it in the first place. They just stayed open and they've had no trouble at all. Uh, here I've got an idiot in Ohio that, you know, might as well have D after his name because he's just a bonehead and uh, never cared for the little sneaky weasel. But he's proven himself to be just that. Unplug says worldwide, 276 million have been given at least one dose of the COVID-19 and 58.1 million have been fully vaccinated in the USA that uh, 80.5 million have at least one and 27 million fully scary stuff. And the thing is every single one of those people, you still got to wear your face diaper, still got a socialist distance and you know, it's not, going to protect you from getting the thing and it's not going to protect you from spreading it. And Alan says, good morning. Hey, Alan, how you doing? And everybody else in the chat room too, we're filling up now. Thank goodness. Getting some more people in here. Gotta love it. But, uh, yeah, the, these vaccines are absolutely dangerous and I encourage anybody, if you want to get one, do your research first. You know, it may save your life at the very least. Uh, it may save you from having you know, other pains and problems. You know, the thing is, the, sometimes the, the folks that get killed by it are really the lucky ones because some of the people that are, you know, having some really nasty adverse events that there's no sign that they're going to be able to fix it. You know, you got these people that just got a case of the shakes that they can't get rid of and it's been going on. Their tongue is vibrating. Their entire body, it looks like they've got a severe case of MS or Parkinson's. And I'm not making light of it. I'm just saying that, you know, these people get these vaccines. They think they're doing the right thing. And within a few hours, they are just, their life is totally upside down. And there's no sign that it's ever going to get better. Because this stuff goes into your very DNA and changes your system. You know, your DNA is altered to the point that there's speculation out there that if, if someone is in a DNA database, like in a criminal situation or whatnot, and they get this vaccine, that they won't show up the same on another DNA search. And like, if, you know, I, I would be interested, you know, anybody out there that's done the 23 and me thing or any of the other, uh, ancestry kind of deals, you know, if you did it before and then you got the vaccine, I would be interested to see if you would go back and do the same thing again with that, whatever group, see what kind of results you get. I would bet they would be vastly different, you know, <laughs> Because your DNA is that altered, it's changed that much that you will not show up as the same person. The other thing is, is people that get these things, A, if they give blood, 
is that blood going into the standard system so that anybody could then get a transfusion of that blood and end up with issues from this? Uh, what if you have an organ transplant and that person who had this vaccine had, you know, died and you got their organ? What's that going to do to you? Nobody knows. You know, who, you know, I sure wouldn't want any blood or organs from someone that had had this stuff. I don't want anything to do with it. I wouldn't want a kiss from somebody that had that stuff. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. But, you know, so many people are out there just uh, without giving it any thought at all. I mean, they're just so programmed by the idiot box that, oh, I need to get the vaccine. I'm going to die. You know, uh, it's the only thing that can save me is to get the vaccine. And that's the whole thing. You know, I was asking these guys yesterday at breakfast, you know, why on earth would you be injected with something that could kill you for a disease that has a 99.99 whatever survival rate, even if you get it? That is absolute insanity. And that just shows a lack of research, a lack of thought, and they're just programmed to do what they're told on TV. And heaven help us, you know, if America's like that, I'm not sure that I want to be here anymore. It's getting really, really scary. I uh, just made an excellent, three excellent points, <laughs> medically speaking. <laughs> I don't even know what I said. <laughs> Two nights ago, Stephen Colbert interviewed Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, yeah, I remember that name. Can't remember from what. Uh, hours after NDT got the second dose of the shot and not well I'll tell you what I gotta make things bigger here my screen is uh, hard to read uh, and and oh okay NDT was very loopy <laughs> wow that would be interesting you know I'm I'm betting that uh, old sleepy Joe and camel toe and all the rest of them I think they just got saline injections you know they're in I wish they'd have got the real thing, but I'm sure they didn't. Anyway, you know, it, it's some scary stuff here. You know, we're just no telling what we're going to end up with with this uh, vaccine situation. But thank goodness, at least at this point, as long as it's on emergency use only, you know, people can stand their ground. If you've got an employer that says you got to take it, say, go pound sand. And I've been saying this for quite some time before I even saw this article. But the thing is, is that cannot be mandatory if it's emergency use. That's all there is to it. But the worst part is, in order to get that approval in the first place, is they have to be able to say that there's no valid um, treatment otherwise. And that's just not the case. You know, that in and of itself, if we could get the word out there, all the things that work, then they could say, okay, now that we have that, these vaccines no longer have emergency use authorization. They got to be scrapped. Oh, I would love to see that happen. Can't say that it's going to, but it sure would be nice. But anyway, um, there's your ammunition in the event that um, you get put in that position. Also, let's see here. Uh, there was another article I was going to look at. There's, um, yeah, dozens of Italian teachers fall ill after getting vaccinated for coronavirus. Ooh, imagine that. You see more and more of these things. They fall ill, they get sick, they die. And this is as of uh, Wednesday, yesterday, March 3rd. 
several dozen teachers in Italy called in sick from work after Wuhan coronavirus vaccines from AstraZeneca left them violently ill. Students enrolled at two middle schools near Trevisio in northern Italy actually had to be sent home an hour earlier than normal because their teachers were too sick to continue educating them. At the Duca Degli Abruzzi High School, 15 of the school's 130 teachers were absent, complaining of malaise, fever, and deep pain in their bones. At uh, San Domenico Salvio, Salvio, a primary a local primary school, two of the three teachers called in sick and similar, uh, similar with similar complaints about vaccine side effects that left them incapacitated. Many other schools in the area also reportedly suffering from a similar lack of healthy teachers, prompting them to close until they can find proper, proper replacements. Local Italian media reported that some 3,000 teachers were vaccinated on Saturday, followed by another 2,500 who were scheduled to receive the jabs before the end of the weekend. By Monday, a wave of sickness from the shots was already in full swing. Oh, but it couldn't have anything to do with the shots. I'm sure it was just all coincidental. They just wanted to take some time off. All the teachers inoculated against the coronavirus were under 55 years of age and all received the AstraZeneca vaccine, reports explain. Italy's vaccination campaign offers free corona vaccines to all teachers. Hmm. Yeah, that's the incentives. We'll give it to you free or we'll give you $500 or who knows. You know, they're doing all kinds of things, especially with healthcare people trying, you know, and I use that term very loosely, uh, but people that work in hospitals and whatnot, they're being paid to take it or given t- extra time off or vacation or whatnot. Anyway, the teachers who took the jab and got sick, though, or thought they were taking advantage of a benefit as Italy is offering free Chinese virus vaccines to all teachers throughout the country between the ages of 18 and 55. Meanwhile, in Germany, the Duchess Elizabeth Hospital in Braunschweig uh, suspended its vaccination program with the AstraZeneca vaccine for the Wu flu after 37 of its 88 vaccinated employees wound up bedridden after getting stabbed. <laughs> and this was with the injections, not a knife. Nearly half of the hospital staff, in other words, is now unable to work thanks to the vaccines, which are completely unnecessary and highly dangerous, we now know. Many of us knew it beforehand. At least one region in Sweden uh, likewise suspended its AstraZeneca Wuhan coronavirus uh, vaccination scheme back in mid-February after more people than expected develop a fever and other debilitating side effects following injection. Two locations in Lower Saxony followed suit after their clinic employees suffered similar fates. The goal from back in May was to vaccinate half the Great Britain with AstraZeneca's Wuhan coronavirus vaccine before the end of the year. That campaign ran into problems after human test subjects, a.k.a. guinea pigs, started developing rare neurological conditions after getting stabbed. AstraZeneca then started to accidentally administer half doses of its jab, which supposedly produced better outcomes. <laughs> Probably because recipients were receiving far less poison inside their bodies. Imagine that. Compared to the Pfizer and BioNTech China virus jabs being administered in the United States, AstraZeneca's jab has not been shown to be at all effective. 
Truth be told, neither has the Pfizer and BioNTech jab, as all of these vaccines are injuring and killing people while providing no protection against Chinese germs. They should have vaccinated all politicians first, wrote one commenter in Breitbart News, trumpeting a sentiment that many of us feel concerning who should have the have received these experimental gene-happy injections first. Yeah, and they should get the real McCoy, not some saline shot. That way, there's if there's a problem with the vaccine, we haven't lost anything. Exactly. <laughs> if it's bad, we're better. And if it's good, yeah. I don't know. I don't think there's a chance of that. Another wrote that these vaccines, which do not even meet the legal or scientific definition of vaccines, exactly, are an intelligence test to see who is dumb enough to actually take them. Yep. A lot of people are failing that one. An intelligence test with consequences, the person further wrote. Many others who uh, seem to hold a, a similar view that only the lowest IQ people out there would be willing to take any vaccine for which the manufacturer holds no liability. Exactly. I'll tell you what, that's some crazy, crazy stuff out there. But uh, here, I'll put this one in the chat room too. Do, 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 do. If I can get that. There we go. Uh, oh. Welcome back to our number two of today's edition of Your DIY Health here on the Two Frequency Radio Network. And uh, during the break, I did have success. Uh, the website that I was talking about is freedomtaker.com. F-R-E-E-D-O-M-T-A-K-E-R.com. Freedomtaker.com. And uh, on the homepage there, if you scroll down the gray section, you'll see a little green box that says Vaccine Conditional Acceptance Download Link and Refusal of Vaccines Download Link in the green. And then we have Refusal refusal of Medical Testing Download Link. Employees who try, employers for employers who try to coerce vaccinations download link. And let's see what that one says, just for the fun of it. Some employers seem to have the foolish, ignorant, and unlawful notion that they have privilege to force vaccination as a condition of employment. This is not only wrong, it is extremely unfair and difficult for employees who wish to protect their health and safety and control their own medical options. Employers who attempt to require medical treatments of, for their employees 
should receive a stern demand to cease with notice of major consequences if they fail to do so. The download template uh, above is such a document notice. It can be very powerful to share this form with fellow employees so that the employer will face major disruption if medical rights are not observed. This site does not contain professional advice, only layman opinion. If you, if you ha are being co coerced to receive medical treatments, it may be wise to seek legal counsel and take legal actions to protect your health and safety rights. Now, I just downloaded the thing. Let me see if I can find the file. I got too many things in my download folder. <laughs> uh, ah, good, I had cleaned it out a little bit. Employer coercion. There we go. It's a doc form. So, wait for it to open here. Should be just a second. There we go. Let's make this puppy a little bigger, too. Well, I'll tell you what. Here we go. Demand for cessation of unlawful coercion and unlicensed medical practice. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking all along. You should be charging these people with practicing medicine without a license. Dear employer's name, you inferred or stated uh, your inferred or stated requirement that employees accept medical treatment as a condition of employment is unlawful and constitute grounds for major remedy to employees wrongfully coerced. International law, Geneva Conventions, and the Nuremberg Code to which the USA is a signator, prohibit coerced and forced medical treatments. In, uh, in fact, any non-consensual medical treatment uh, or treatments, specifically including vaccinations, they should also put face masks because that is a medical thing as well. This is a uh, treatment which can may not be coerced. This is especially true of experimental vaccines and vaccines that have not had full testing processes uh, and uh, have thereby not been proven safe. COVID-19 vaccines are not vaccines, are experimental and untested and have not standard and and uh, have not had standard FDA processes of approval which are not shown to be safe. Various other constitutional and statutory authorities also support public protection against non-consensual vaccination, such as statutes covering assault, public endangerment, unauthorized and unlicensed administration and practices of medicine, and fundamental freedoms and rights guaranteed under the Bill of Rights. You have failed in the requirement to show that A, you are a licensed physician, B, I have consented to your recommended treatments, or C, your treatments are fully tested and proven safe. Having so failed, your requirement that I submit to your uh, requested medical treatments are unlawful and cause for major actions against you, your company, and all assigns. If you have issued any order or requirement that employees be vaccinated without their consent, I will allow one week from this delivery for you to provide a clear and binding statement retracting that position and declaring that vaccines and medical treatments are not a condition of employment with your company. If after that time I have not received the notice from you and or your authorized party, you will be subject to major penalties and remedies and claims will be submitted. Sincerely, whoever. Not bad. Pretty good little letter. Uh, it would get somebody's attention, I think. But even better if it was uh, 
written by your attorney and signed by them in your, um, your behalf. Anyway, uh, let's see here. So anyway, check out um, freedomtaker.com. I think there's got a lot of interesting stuff on there. There are some interesting videos as well. And they deal with traffic stops and activism, all kinds of things. So uh, check it out. But um, wanted to cover that. And we have, so let's go back to the news. And again, the lines are open if anyone wants to call in. 833-TFR-LIVE, 833-837-5483. Got the dozens of Italian educators that are should have said, no, I don't want it. Communist China now controls America's energy grid, thanks to Biden. I'll tell you what, something has got to happen soon. This idiot continues on his track. This country is going to be flat out destroyed. What a name, what a dingbat. Bill Gates' plan to remake food systems by increasing crop yields will do more harm than good. <laughs> Texas ends all coronavirus lockdowns, mask mandates, business occupancy restrictions. Thank goodness. This Spanish city is squeezing electricity from leftover oranges. <laughs> now that's interesting. Sustainable and independent Swedish family lives off grid in a 160 square foot cabin in the woods. Wow. 160 square foot? Hmm. That's not very big. Little bitty cabin in the woods. Fighting a losing battle, telecom countries, companies struggle to convince consumers that 5G is harmless. <laughs> Experts demand submission to restrictions from three more months. Okay, let's take a look at this one. Closed due to COVID-19. The experts say humans don't have the right to live freely and not be slaves to the government. Well, <laughs> I beg to differ. They say that the rulers should avoid lifting COVID restrictions for several more months to even, even, uh, even though cases have plunged and their previous vaccine, their precious vaccines are being injected into anyone who will take it. These rulers and their mainstream media propagandists have effectively built a prison around the minds of far too many people. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, I saw a thing, uh, I think it was yesterday, where they were interviewing some business owners in Texas. And even though they're opening everything up, a lot of these business owners, I'll still, re I will still wear a mask and require everybody coming in to wear a mask. They have been programmed. And this is going to happen. We're going to see a lot of this, where even though the restrictions are lifted, mostly in the red states, blue states will continue to lockdowns, I'm sure. But in the red states that have adult leadership, they will finally say, no, we're not going to do this anymore. But you'll have the idiots that have been brainwashed and brain dead and spoon fed for the last almost a year. They'll have the normalcy bias and the cognitive dissonance that basically will say, wait a minute, I've been programmed that this thing is deadly and I'm not positive that it's not deadly anymore, so we're going to keep going under those same things. And the only thing that will get them to turn around is money. 
when they see other businesses flourishing because they have lifted all their stuff and they're not going by these stupid restrictions. They see everybody else manage to survive not wearing a face diaper. Then maybe they'll start to let up and take off their face diapers and stop being such Nazis about it. But I can see places like, uh, like Menard's home improvement place and the Mark's grocery stores and the ones where Costco, where they've just been absolute Nazis, not letting anybody in without a diaper. You know, those people are going to, they're going to be slow to recover. And personally, it would not bother me one bit if they were to go out of business because of their stupidity. I would absolutely love it. As a matter of fact, let the people that have brains and are freedom loving Americans, uh, flourish for once and let all these other suckers, you know, lose the bucks. Anyway, uh, let's see. Again, these rulers and their main, mainstream media propagandists have effectively built a prison around the minds of far too many people. We should not ease up, allow indoor dining, big groups, getting rid of mask mandates. We have to hold on for another two or three months in this condition, said Dr. Emanuel, who was the health advisor for the Obama White House and a member of Biden's transition COVID-19 advisory board. <laughs> Heaven help us. We're having, uh, we're still having an average of 2,000 deaths a day. Again, they're lying through their freaking teeth. You know, we have 2.8 million people a year die, and those numbers don't change. They haven't changed at all in the last five, six years, even though we've had these so-called pandemics. All they're doing is changing the, the death certificate so that everybody dies from this or that or what, whatever they want to push their topic. Heaven forbid we allow people to live free from force and coercion and slavery. Is this enough to wake up the masses? I doubt it. Seems like it, uh, this gets easier to see that by, uh, by the day, and yet people still willingly bow to their masters without thinking. Yep. A concerning trend has already begun. That trend is uh, mainstream media's panic and fear-mongering push to keep everyone in content, everyone content in and under the control of their rulers. While the number of COVID-19 cases saw a weeks-long steep decline, the most recent seven-day average of new cases shows an increase of just over two percent compared to the previous or prior seven days. In cases, is absolutely worthless. We should never, ever, ever worry about the alleged cases because they're not. They're based on a faulty test that doesn't work, that was never designed to be a uh, diagnostic tool, and gives 94% false positives. You know, unless someone is sick and uh, presenting with uh, symptomology, they should not be considered a case. But of course, you know, we had to do that in order to boost the numbers and scare the crap out of people. This whole thing has just been one giant farce, one lie after another. Anyway, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, Dr. Uh, Rochelle Walensky, said Monday about the uh, 2.2% over the prior seven days. Anyway, about the uh, same increase was reported in the most recent seven-day average of deaths, she added. With these new statistics, I'm really worried about reports that more states are rolling back with exact public health measures we have recommended to protect people from COVID-19. Now, this is all, you know, when you put the so-called public health experts in charge 
The only thing they think about is making sure that absolutely no one gets sick. They, could, they, they are not at all concerned with the economic effects. They're not even concerned with the psychological effects that it's going to have on people. You know, the, the number of high school-aged uh, kids that are committing suicide has doubled. I mean, it's just insane what's going on here. And it's all for no reason, because this whole thing has just been a total load of crap. They will not stop until we say enough, that's enough. That's right. We were born free. It's our birthright. No one makes uh, a rightful master, and no one makes a rightful slave. We all need to start seeing through this propaganda and realize that it's not about our safety or our health. They don't give a damn about either of those things. They want control and their expansion of it. Message is clear. Remain ignorant, remain in fear, remain indoctrinated, and remain in servitude to your master. Or tell them to go pound sand. That's what I've done. <laughs> Works for me. Anyway, um, brutal reality. With globalism being rammed down our throats, Americans need to plan to survive as the entire economic system comes crashing down. Yeah, if you don't have things to manage for a while, shame on you. COVID fraud will not stay hidden forever. I hope not. With the blueprint for medical martial law being traced back decades, the great bug out has arrived as Americans get out of Democrat-run cities across America while they still can. Yeah. You know, the ones that have the money to do so, or they're able to do so, they're leaving California and they're leaving New York in droves, leaving just the poor and the homeless and the people that, you know, just can't afford to do anything but stay. And, uh, well, I'll tell you what, those areas are really going to be in bad shape. That's all there is to it. Company claims to be selling cannibalized meat made from tissue samples of celebrities. Oof, I heard a little bit about that. Just disgusting. Scientists say sperm counts are dropping so low that human reproduction may soon be a thing of the past. Oh, that would make Gates very, very happy. Oh, goodness. China burns religious books in the same way Amazon and Facebook ban religious speech. Good grief. Oh, well. Medical tyranny accelerates as COVID passports are set to go live in March. Uh-oh. Let's take a look at that. Hmm. In a matter of weeks, the International Air Transport Association is set to unveil a new app called Travel Pass that will keep track of who is allowed to fly based on Wuhan coronavirus testing and vaccination status and who has to stay home for resisting. The premier, global, the premier global trade organization that for airlines boasting 290 members, the IATA, has been discussing the idea of COVID passports and immunity passports since the early days of the pandemic. Many called the idea a conspiracy theory, but we are a year later with its impending rollout. And again... You know, international stuff is a different story, unfortunately. But again, you know, if these countries comply with or are signatories of the um, Nuremberg Code and the Geneva Convention, chances are they won't be able to legally do this. Because, again, 
it's forcing people to um, consent or go along with medical testing and medical procedures against their uh, desires and their will. Anyway, according to reports, the IATA travel pass will be rolled out at some point in March. Singapore Airlines and 20 Airlines are currently testing the app, while others like American Airlines are working on their own immunity passports for international travel. Yeah, because they can't use them for domestic. Anyway, the key issue is one of confidence, stated Vinup Gul, the IATIA's uh, regional director of airport and, inter- and external relations. Passengers need to be confident that they've uh, that the testing they've taken is accurate, and will now uh, will allow them to enter the country. And that's the thing: there is no accurate testing for this. So how can they even think that that's right? And I'm putting this article in the chat room here. Real quick, uh, just looking here. Unplugged says, the American Red Cross is following FDA blood donation eligibility guideline, guidance for those who receive the COVID-19 vaccination. There are two categories. One, no deferral time for those who receive the non-replicating inactive RNA-based COVID-19 vaccination manufactured by AstraZeneca, Janssen, Moderna, Nova, or Pfizer and those who receive a live attenuated COVID-19 vaccine or do not know what type of vaccine they received must wait two weeks before donating. So once they, once they donate, it's in the system right along with everybody else's from the looks of it. That is absolute crazy. If I ever uh, have to have surgery and I need transfusions, I'm going to line up people that I know that are smart and did not have any kind of that garbage. Yeah, I'll tell you what. At this time, uh, individuals who have received COVID-19 vaccine are not eligible to donate convalescent plasma with the Red Cross. <laughs> Good heavens. Anyway, back to the article. Uh, and then governments need to have the confidence that the test that the passengers claim to have is one which is accurate and meets their own conditions. Goal went on to explain that the IATA is striving to have a fully functional working system over the next few weeks. And again, this shows the absolute magnificent stupidity. We have a disease with a 99.97 plus percent cure rate for most people if they get it. And they have literally turned the entire world upside down. And this is why I covered this on my afternoon show yesterday. And if I find the article, I'll do it here too. There are a group of attorneys worldwide who are setting up what they're calling Nuremberg 2.0. And they are going to start indicting people all over the world. People like Fauci, people like Gates, people like um, Tedros from the World Health Organization. Uh, All these people who have... um, started this and maintained this huge fraud crime against the humanity of coronavirus they're going to start cracking apart you know, trying to um uh what's the word i'm looking for <laughs> oh good grief they're wanting to indict them and try them and hopefully they'll be able to do so because it definitely needs to be done this whole thing needs to be shut down and showed for the farce that it is 
Anyway, so airlines are planning to practice medicine without a license. Exactly. Much like the vaccines, these Chinese virus immunity passports were hardly drummed up in the response uh, to, a, to the pandemic. They were part of it all along, having likely been contrived years ago as part of the problem-reaction-solution paradigm of social engineering. The IATA has likely been working with governments and other nefarious entities to use the pandemic as an excuse to enslave the world in, a much, in such a manner. What would have been unthinkable before requiring people to take a, a nose javelin test swab <laughs> or needle jab vaccine in order to fly is suddenly being normalized in a way to keep people safe from some nebulous virus that doesn't even exist. It has never been isolated. The CDC admits to that. So we're, we've got a non-existent virus that everybody's scared to death of that has a 99.97% cure rate. Crazy. Any airline that requires Wuhan coronavirus negative test or vaccine in order to fly is effectively practicing medicine without a license. The same is true of retailers like Costco and Trader Joe's practicing medicine without a license by forcing their customers to cover their breathing holes with a mask. Exactly. A corporation or government holding private health data could be a deterrence for some travels. Uh, Note Zero Hedge about how the scheme will hopefully backfire. Monitoring people's health erodes privacy and electronic documentation leaves the data susceptible to hackers. You can bet that is the case. Since Chinese virus injections are still relatively scarce and largely unavailable to younger people, the scheme is also discriminatory. Many young people may not be able to travel internationally until late 2021 or early 2022 because they can't get this stupid jab if they wanted it. (laughs) And a lot of them are stupid enough to want it. Billionaire eugenicist Bill Gates is excited about the proposal as he has been pushing digital health passports for years now. Gates would like to see the same setup at grocery stores, sporting events, and other public places where people gather, requiring them to be to test negative or take a vaccine before being allowed to shop or recreate. He's a real jackass. That's putting it nicely. Already in Europe, Spain, Estonia, Iceland, Denmark, Sweden, Poland, and Belgium have indicated immunity passports will be used for cross-border activity. Zero Hedge further reveals. That's a shame. I wanted to go to Iceland. (sighs) Bummer. Anyway, it's going to be a new world altogether, admitted former UK Prime Minister and globalist Tony Blair during a recent media interview. Heaven help us. Beam me up, Scotty. There's no intelligent life down here. Crazy, 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 crazy. (laughs) Texas Texas Republicans cited global warming as the reason why they decided not to winterize the power grid. (laughs) Dummies. College students suspended for agreeing with offensive biology. Good grief. That's some crazy stuff. No justification for linking climate change to global conflict, Russia tells UN Security Council. China denies reports that has required U.S. diplomats to undergo anal swab tests. (laughs) I heard they willingly bent over, just like good little butt testers. Oh, man. 
got to switch. Gonna go over here to health impact news. Whistleblower reveals many pregnancy complications following experimental COVID injections. Vaccine leaving the trail of devastated mothers. it all back they say we'll legalize your drug deal but you gotta give us lots of check well wake up you're being screwed pharmaceutical drug guys can be so rude they don't care if you live or you die long as they get that piece of pie my 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 don't care if you live or you die Long as I get that piece of pie. Right. They want their piece of the pie. That's what Fauci's all about. And Fauci's one of the ones that said that uh, when you get the vaccine, you can still get the disease. You can still spread the disease. So why do they need a vaccination passport? Mm-hmm. Again, it's not about health. It's about control. It's about forcing you to comply with their whims and wishes, which will never end. The more you comply, the more things they'll come up with you to comply with. Sooner or later, people are going to realize that and wish they had taken action sooner. So as I promised uh, before the break, A whistleblower reveals pregnancy complications following experimental COVID injections, vaccine leaving a trail of devastated mothers. One of Pfizer experimental COVID vaccines were given emergency use authorization in the U.S. in December 2020. Health Impact News reported that while the U.K.'s EUA for the Pfizer shot had warnings for pregnant women, nursing women, and women planning on becoming pregnant to not get the shot, U.S. FDA's guidelines for the same Pfizer shot failed to include any such warnings. We also reported previously that one case where a pregnant doctor received the experimental COVID shots and then reported that she had a miscarriage three days later. According to a pro-life group out of New Mexico, and now this is something that the Planned Parenthood will start using. They'll just give you the COVID vaccine and you'll miscarry. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, pro-life group out of New Mexico, a whistleblower who sits on the COVID-19 task force, is claiming that many pregnancy complications, including preterm birth, miscarriage, and spontaneous abortions following COVID vaccines are being concealed from the public. No, they wouldn't do that. (laughs) Oh, no, they wouldn't do that. Anyway, let's see here. Um, I just hit the read more button, and it just dumped a whole bunch of stuff on me. Uh, There we are. Bud Shaver from Abortion Free New Mexico reports, last month Abortion Free New Mexico released a report on a woman from Michigan who at 28 weeks of pregnancy received the first dose of Pfizer's BioNTech vaccine. She later delivered a non-viable 29-week-old baby. Her baby had no heartbeat within three days of the vaccine, and she she reported the stillbirth directly 
directly to the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System website attributing the vaccine to baby's death. Abortion-free New Mexico continues to receive information from a whistleblower who sits on a COVID-19 task force who is concerned not only about these adverse reactions in pregnant women, but also about how the media is not alerting the public to these reactions that are resulting in stillbirths at an alarming rate. According to our whistleblower, we're up to uh, 35 adverse pregnancy outcomes, preterm birth, miscarriage, spontaneous abortion related to the vaccine, and 25 birth defects. There have been 925 deaths reported overall, and about 300 of them within two days of getting the shot. These are just the short-term effects. That's right. There's also the report of permanent disability. There will be no later or more later, and, uh, and by then it will be difficult to link them to the vaccine. That's what the count, they're counting on. This is very, very bad, and so many people have already t- been vaccinated. Many will develop severe autoimmune diseases like MS, infertility, and prion diseases, thrombocytopenia, Alzheimer's, nonspecific brain damage, lung immunopathology, multiple organ failure. I guess not. I guess most of the doctors don't understand the science. I can't believe more aren't fighting this. It's against the Nuremberg Code and a horrible crime against humanity, since the embryo fetus is so quickly developing, and they're a good uh, indicator of toxicity. The other scientists on my team seem afraid to say anything, and everything we put out is filtered through the politicians before they decide what gets told to the public. Tara Shaver, spokeswoman for Abortion-Free New Mexico, issued the following statement. Pregnant women are being misled to believe that the Pfizer and Moderna COVID-19 vaccines are safe during pregnancy. They're not safe at all for anybody. However, our whistleblower, who is currently working on a COVID-19 task force, is very concerned about the large amount of adverse short-term effects already being reported, especially in pregnant women. In addition, it is, uh, it is disturbing that OBGYN doctors are advising pregnant women to take the vaccines. In one instance, two doctors in Virginia made this recommendation, and within two days, a woman miscarried her baby. Ah, oh, man, I'll tell you what. That's flat-out negligence, and there should be liability for it. This vaccine is leaving a trail of devastation, and it should be because they, they recommended the vaccine. It was, they probably got it somewhere else. So this doctor doesn't have liability protection as an administrator. He just said, you should take this. Yeah, well, guess what? It killed my baby. You're liable. This vaccine is leaving uh, malpractice. Bingo. This vaccine is leaving a trail of devastated mothers, and who knows what the long-term fertility issues may be for these women. The COVID-19 vaccines being administered to pregnant women must be halted immediately. Should be halted for everybody. These vaccines should not be promoted by the medical community as safe because the evidence is mounting that they, in fact, are not. Imagine that. The Epic Times has also just published an article documenting uh, some of these cases that have been reported to the VAERS database regarding uh, pregnant women who have, been, have taken the experimental COVID shots. 34 cases of pregnant women experiencing spontaneous miscarriages or stillbirths are receiving a, after receiving a COVID-19 vaccine 
have been submitted to the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, VAERS. In one case, a physician in Tennessee at five weeks pregnant suffered a miscarriage 13 days after being immunized with Pfizer's vaccine. The 31-year-old woman had no known allergies or medical history. While a 33-year-old Indiana nurse in her third week of pregnancy had a miscarriage five days after receiving her second Pfizer vaccine, she also reported that uh, the adverse event caused a birth defect. Uh, Let's see here. And a 32-year-old woman in Virginia who was eight weeks pregnant reported having a miscarriage five days after being injected with the first dose of a Moderna vaccine in January. She had consulted with two obstetrics and gynecologists, OBGYN, prior to receiving the vaccine on January 14th. She experienced abdominal cramping and vaginal bleeding two days later and had a miscarriage on January 19th. Five days. She had only been taking prenatal vitamins, which are worthless, by the way. Don't waste your time on those. Get on Longevity's uh, Healthy Body Start Pack for body weight six months prior to conception, and you will have a perfectly healthy baby. At least that's been the case in virtually everyone else. In Michigan, yeah, but don't get the vaccine either. In Michigan, a 35-year-old woman who was 28 weeks and five days pregnant said the baby's movements decreased after uh, two days after her first Pfizer vaccine in December 2020. The woman delivered a stillborn baby weighing two pounds and seven ounces at 29 weeks. She was being closely monitored for an umbilical cord abnormality and velamentous cord insertion. Never heard of that. Both Pfizer and Moderna did not respond to a request by the Epic Times for comment. Oh, of course not. In addition, the FDA did not reply to the Epic Times inquiry on whether the regulatory agency will be looking into the VAERS report. An FDA spokesman told the Epic Times in an email that their subject matter experts working the, with vaccines are quite busy at the moment. <laughs> oh. Dr. Shelley Cole, MD, and OBGYN, and a member of America's Frontline Doctors, says it's concerning that a vaccine still is in experimental phase is being recommended to pregnant and lactating women and that science is no longer protecting them. As an obstetrician and gynecologist, it is a concern, Cole told the Epic Times. We're now throwing science and scientific medicine uh, method out the window and jeopardizing pregnancies and future pregnancies. It concerns me that the CDC says that there are no studies but it's okay to get it, and you don't even need to discuss it with your doctor, Cole added. I mean, this is the opposite of everything that the scientific model and methods and standard of care for the industry uh, has been for a century. In its guidance on vaccination considerations for people who are pregnant or breastfeeding, notice it says people and not women. Somebody's getting politically correct here. The CDC says that pregnant or lactating women who are part of a group recommended to receive COVID, uh, COVID-19 vaccines, such as healthcare personnel uh, who uh, may choose to be vaccinated and that they, may, they are not required to discuss this with their doctor prior to vaccination, even though there is limited evidence available on the safety of COVID-19 vaccines in this group. Sneeze, hold on just a second here. They usually come in twos, but I only had one that time. Sorry about that. 
there is also no safety data on the effects of mRNA vaccines on the breastfed infant or on milk production excretion. Yet the vaccine is not thought to be a risk to breastfeeding infants. The Advisory Commission on Childhood Vaccines, ACCV, is having their quarterly meeting tomorrow, which is today, March 4th, 2021, and the CDC will be issuing a report on maternal vaccination safety summary for the new COVID vaccines that are being granted emergency use authorization. Health Impact News has obtained a copy, which should be posted on the hrsa.gov website by tomorrow, and this is what the CDC is reporting. Maternal vaccination safety summary. Pregnant women were not specifically included in pre-authorization clinical trials of COVID-19 vaccines. Imagine that. Post-authorization safety monitoring and research are the primary ways to obtain safety data on COVID-19 vaccination during pregnancy. Larger than expected numbers of self-reported pregnant women have registered in V-safe, whatever that is. The retrogenicity profile and adverse events observed among pregnant women in V-SAFE did not indicate any safety problems. Oh, yeah. Most reports to VAERS among pregnant women, 73%, involve non-pregnancy-specific adverse events, e.g. local and systemic reactions. <laughs> Miscarriage was the most frequently reported pregnancy-specific adverse event to VAERS, Number, and that's pretty severe. Numbers are within the known background rates based on presumed COVID-19 vaccine doses administered to pregnant women. So they're saying, oh, yeah, well, there's been some uh, dead babies, but they're well within the amount we allow. <laughs> Give me a break. So even though there are larger than specified numbers of self-reported pregnant women reporting adverse reactions to the experimental vaccines, and even though miscarriage was the most frequently reported specific pregnancy-specific adverse event, the CDC concludes that this did not indicate any safety problems. Good grief. Do you trust the CDC? <laughs> As we uh, reported numerous times here at Health Impact News, the CDC is a corrupt organization that cannot be trusted. Yep. They are the largest purchaser and distributor of vaccines in the world, allocating over $5 billion in their budget supplied by American taxpayers each year to purchase and distribute vaccines from Big Pharma. Another thing, they hold the patents on many, many vaccines. Should the CDC oversee vaccine safety when they purchase over $5 billion in vaccines from Big Pharma? <laughs> I don't think so. The CDC also owns over 56 patents on vaccines, and many of their scientists earn royalties from, safe, from the sale of vaccines. Can you say conflict of interest? <laughs> the CDC has a long history of corruption, and over the years, many of their own scientists have tried to blow the whistle on this corruption, only to be silenced. Many times that means killed. Um, some of our previous uh, coverage on CDC corruption can we trust the CDC? British Medical Journal reveals CDC lies and about ties to Big Pharma. CDC scientists, whistleblowers confirm corruption within the CDC. CDC whistleblower, CDC covers up MMR link, vaccine link to autism and African-American boys. CDC's history of research fraud regarding vaccines and autism. And the list goes on. It's crazy. But, you know... That's what people are believing and listening to. 
it's nuts. So anyway, let's see. We got about another 10 minutes or so here. Eugenics, over a 1,000 female prisoners in California forcibly sterilized because it's cheaper than welfare. Hmm. Whistleblower, okay, we just covered that one. Uh, let's see. Texas is sending out National Guard to inject homebound seniors with experimental COVID vaccines. The Tanzanian president says citizens will not be guinea pigs in COVID vaccine trials. Good for him. Uh, let's see here. House resolution to recognize a significant role vitamin D plays in the fight against COVID-19. I bet that was passed or put out by a Republican rather than a Democrat. <laughs> Just out of curiosity, let's see. We must support a new resolution that officially recognizes that the what the FDA and the FTC refuse to acknowledge that vitamin D can help fight COVID-19. Yeah, one of 89 or one of 90. Congressman Glenn Grotham, aha, Republican Wisconsin, has introduced a House resolution to recognize the significant role vitamin D may play in the fight against COVID-19. If passed, the resolution will encourage official recognition of vitamin D as effective in preventing serious COVID-19 infection. And you can bet that'll be a straight party line vote on that one. Supporting this resolution also builds momentum towards further recognition of natural medicine's role in treating and preventing illnesses, as, even as the federal government seeks to undermine the free flow of information about these benefits. Representative Gotham's press release cites, among other evidence, an initiative from an international alliance of researchers and doctors calling on governments to raise the daily recommended intake of vitamin D from 400 IU to 4,000 IU to reduce the severity of COVID-19. I'm getting about 16,000 IU a day at this point, along with uh, several grams of vitamin C and zinc and selenium and a good probiotic, and I'm not having any trouble at all. Many of the natural health community have long understood the importance of vitamin D for preventing serious COVID-19 cases, or any for that matter, it boosts your immune system. Studies have shown that vitamin D deficiency is strongly correlated to COVID-19 mortality. Yeah. And let's double check. Oh, got caller. Sorry about that. Unplug, just uh, I had you covered up. Hey, buddy, how's it going? Hello, unplugged. Oh, hello? There you are. <laughs> hello? Yep. Oh, cool. wow. Sorry I, I thought that. I hung up. I didn't, I didn't know I was still on. <laughs> well, I, uh, I had, uh, okay. had the screen covered with the thing I was reading, so I, I thought I'd better check, and sure enough, there you were. So what's up? Well, well, no, I just wanted to add to what you're saying. Um, you know, I, uh, I just found this little article about it, and, you know, I posted it just now in the chat room where they're saying about how vaccines from Pfizer and Moderna use a genetic molecule, of course, you know, we've been talking about it, mRNA, which uh, teaches the cells how to create a, a, a version of the spike protein, which prompts the immune system to make antibodies against this spike protein right so the body can recognize the quote unquote virus and then send off future infections well i mean you know to me okay the spike protein is an exosome yeah so you're telling me that you've created uh, a vaccine 
to help our body fend off our own natural processes. Imagine that. And they want us to willingly take it. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I mean, now that, okay. I mean, you know, so, so they've, they've, dis, they've uh, discovered this, you know, this quote unquote virus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you know, we've discovered that our body produces these solvents, quote unquote, viruses to rid ourselves of toxins. Yep. Okay. So, so now you're going to say that you're going to give me a vaccine that's going to cause my body to fight off this uh, quote unquote infection, <laughs> right? Which, yeah. which is nothing more than an exosome that my body produces anyway. Mm-hmm. So now, so in other words, you're, you're telling me that you're going to, you're going to cause my body to attack itself. Yep. That's what they're doing. And That's they've what got it sounds like to me anyway. off switch. So once it starts the attack, it never stops and it kills people. Yeah. And I also just read that they, uh, you know, I had that question where, you know, can you take a, uh, you know, uh, uh, something, you know, uh, like hydroxychloroquine or, or, uh, or uh, ivermectin after you've had the shot. And apparently you can. Well, yeah. You know, they, they, because, you know, they're, they're not saying, oh, you can't. They're saying, no, go ahead, do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, you they, know, and I'm they, going, well. They shot those things down, yeah, got the vaccines released. Then they came out and slow and quietly said, oh, but we were, we made a mistake. These things are okay. They actually work. <laughs> and the well, second. Right, exactly. And, and, what are, and what do they work for? And, and, and really, I, I mean, you know, we've been all along, you know, yeah. the flu is nothing more than is nothing more than your body producing, you know, fighting off uh, toxins. Right. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that when you have a lot of them, you get these flu-like symptoms, okay? Mm-hmm. And that's what the flu is. Yep. And so, and so when you, you know, and so when you, you're, you're, you're giving these, uh, you know, like ivermectin or whatever, yeah, it helps your body to cope with the symptoms of the flu. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, you know, how, how much more, you know, straightforward can it be, you know? Well, I mean, it's, 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 to me, that's the argument right there. That's the argument they should be having. Yeah. The bottom is we look at the fire and see that the firemen are there putting the fire out and the doctors look at the firemen and see that the fire, they're there. Every time there's a fire, there's firemen. So the firemen must be causing the fire. That's the difference. Yeah. Who are these people? You know, I mean, these people have to be the, I mean, my God, you know, they've got to be dumb as bricks. Well, Max Planck said you know? that science advances one funeral at a time for a reason. Because these people get this stuff My in their cup, stuck with it, and they cannot look at anything else. And they have to die off, and then the next generation comes in with new ideas, hopefully better, but not always. You know, when you're dealing with MDs, I mean, they're the ones that brought us uh, uh, bloodletting, leaching, uh, mercury, calomel. All the stuff that, you know, the things they killed uh, President uh, uh, Washington with, you know, oh, he needs to be bled. <laughs> Get the leeches, you know. And they, believe it or not, they still are, use are, 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 
are these people so wrapped around the axle of their training that, you know, that they actually believe this crap or are they just deliberately just misleading everybody? You know, I, the people that I've talked to, they actually believe it. And they are, you know, they have such cognitive dissonance that even when you present them with proof, they still cannot accept it. You can show them all the truth, proof and the truth, the, you know, all day long. And they'll still believe what they've been programmed with. And that's just, you know, oh the nature. That's why I said brain dead. And, you know, and, 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 you know, and, and I don't, I don't like to like, like quote somebody else. Most of the time I like to get the information and try to, you know, uh, summarize it, you know, to make it a little easier, you know, not only on myself, but whoever might be listening. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes you have to actually read documents, you know, to try to get people, you know, to listen, you know? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yahweh says it's uh, remember it all medical practice for a reason. <laughs> That's right. And they're practicing so much. They, they seldom get it right. Especially when it comes to chronic. I mean, never in my life. You know, I never thought, I never thought that, that, you know, you would think that the general population would be smarter than this, mm-hmm. you know, and yep. would be able to, you know, at, le- at least, you know, do a little bit of digging and, and come to their own conclusions. Well, yeah. it's a time when that was the case, but it's long past, you know, people now are so indoctrinated, you know, the public fool system has done its job and, you know, with the fluoridated water and the, the stuff going on, they teach you, they don't teach you to, to think in public schools. They teach you, teach you to respond and react and, you know, you poke them with the stimuli, you poke them, they, they back off, you ring a bell, they salivate, they get their treat, you know, <laughs> they, you know, very few yeah. in this day and age know how to reason. And that's the stuff that when I was teaching that, I think I told him, I said, I don't care if you learn any science, I want you to learn how to think, you know, you have to be able to analyze a situation and determine the right course of action based on what information you have available. And very few people are able to do that anymore. And it's, it's really scary. Yeah, I know it's toward the end of your show, uh, Sarge. I just wanted to make that point because, you know, to me, you know, it kind of summarizes everything you've been talking about. So, you know, I just wanted to make that point again because, you know, to me, you just – I can't make that point enough. I think that that spike protein is an exosome, and that's what they're after. They're trying to stop you from getting rid of toxins. Yep. It's crazy. Yeah, it really is. But we are out of time. The uh, My board just went blank. Uh, so we'll be back uh, next Thursday, and we'll also be back in an hour on people's people.